Hey everybody, welcome to episode 102 of It's Just Bodybuilding. On today's show, of course, Dusty Hanshaw, Scott McNally, and our guest, Turner Riddle. We've got a lot of questions coming up. Stay tuned. Okay, Turner, great to have you on the show, man. I appreciate you guys having me. I see for the you got first the memo. time. For the first yeah, time. For the very the, first time. <laughs> we're not counting the first time when I was half brain head. That's no fun. We're, I just wanted I, Dusty, to borrow two hours of your time to make sure you would do it. Dusty, we, we, just, we just underestimated the half-life of all the drugs that they pumped into you. <laughs> then I, then Drastically. I, this is the other episode, Turner. We, he, Dusty was telling us about how the doctors told him, man, we've never given anyone that many drugs to keep them under. We had to give you so many drugs to keep you under. It was unbelievable. And then, like, Dusty's wondering why he was, like, foggy for, like, two whole weeks after he woke up. <laughs> I thought maybe I said something wrong. I mean, it's, it's not – that's not very uncommon. So I was like, I got – I got no follow-up. I got no, like, man, that was, that was terrible. I was just like, God damn. I, well, well I Turner, know. you got to understand. You know, you know what's bad? Because Scott, I'm going to call him an honorary Canadian because he's too nice. Um, but he, he was like, so the episode, and he's like softly telling me that I was fucking terrible and that we probably shouldn't allow it to go up. But he said it in, like, the nicest way. I thought he was going to ask me to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just drop the best. bomb like if we put that up no one will ever listen to you again I was like, oh. okay let's no. not do that That's it. <laughs> it's good we're all here we're all here um most of us aren't on many drugs at the moment so we're good um i see you got the memo about the black and white t-shirt i didn't get the well, memo i know well that's you know you know how it is scott we we allow you to do whatever you want right on kind of runs the show I like that so, cult leader. Yes. So cult leader, tell us what this is. I mean, obviously I seen your Instagram, you're selling the shirts. I saw you had the first batch had like the letters were the wrong size or something, but they still went yeah, anyways. So, yeah. So this was the one that was kind of, um, not exactly how I wanted it. Usually they're about, it's about this big and, and it's not as, uh, um, wanted it more vibrant, subtle. I guess you would say. Exactly. I wanted people to see it and just be like, hmm, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Versus like that douche bag over there. <laughs> So, so the, these, for the people that bought them on the first batch until I was out, I just gave them out. I, you know, if I feel like if they're going to spend their time and, um, you know, hard-earned money to buy it, then I, it's the least I could do. If they want to wear that, then they can have one for me, from me. I, I just took the loss and then um, cut it up, make it a gym shirt, whatever you guys want to do with it. And so it went over really well. It, they actually sold, you know, uh, I, was, I was surprised. So... It's cool. Tell Very us happy. about Cult Leader. Just tell us what the motivation was behind, you know, getting the shirt. Well, obviously bodybuilding for me would be like the low-hanging fruit where I feel like I would be a cult leader because it's such a cult industry, cult sport. Um, you know, I, I want to be the person that when people see me, they look and they think, man, that dude, not, not that like he's got it going on, but he just has an aura about him. No matter where he's at, in the grocery store, in the gym, at the office, at home, that that he he signifies something that 
I want to aspire to be. And, you know, I'm still I'm a work in progress, as are you guys, too. You know that coming, you know, if you're self-criticizing. Um, and so it's really just my way of putting those people on a pedestal in a good way. You know, it's I, this is the cult um, term gets a bad it gets a bad rep i guess because people think nazi they think um you know there's the kool-aid like maryland you no know, jim jones maryland manson whatever yeah and so i wanted to be i wanted it to signify a good thing i want people to want to be a part of a cult and it's something that they can hone in on and something that they can run with you know what i mean like maybe they're not that leader at this time but if they work really hard long enough they will become that and so it, it doesn't matter if you're a, you're a bicycle you're, you you you're a cyclist, um, you know I know you guys have um, I mean Dusty likes jacked up trucks that there's a there's a huge cult of those guys here and no matter how you look at it that's what it is it's a cult it's a group of people that like when Dusty's driving down the road and he sees another big jacked up truck he's like he's gonna give him that special wave regardless of <laughs> if his truck's higher bigger tires whatever he's like fuck yeah that dude gets it. You know what I'm saying? And same right. thing with you. Oh, yeah. You're on your bike, and this du- and this dude's riding a wheelie. You're like, man, I know what it took to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so understanding understanding the- what it takes to to get to a certain place. You know the people who see you, and you know what do you weigh right now? Two fifty five. I think I saw you on the scale the other day, or was that an old Instagram post? That's an old post. Not quite there. Oh, that's an old post. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, people see it. People see you, and they they you know they see this big dude, and the ones that that know who you are and they appreciate what it took yeah i understand that definitely definitely so how are you doing now bodybuilding seems to be in full swing so i imagine your coaching is in full swing as well coaching is in full swing right now um it's you know it's kind of the hot time of year for competing um so i got people competing every weekend usually multiple people in different places um, so my schedule still is very crazy. It's always, it, it just never stops. You guys know that it's, if you've got somebody on the East coast, you're in central and then talking to guys on the West coast, it's just, it's just nonstop. Um, but I like that. So we had a kid about a year ago, August 4th, she turned one. So, uh, that was the biggest change in my life. Um, just being a dad, we bought a house as you can see, um, behind me, that's all unfinished. So most of the house, three quarters of the house is unfinished and we're just doing it the way we want to do it as we go. Um, never built a house before, never remodeled a house before. So it's all kind of like, hmm, but that's what I like. You know, I like to be, I like to put myself in that position where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? And then slowly you dig yourself out of that. And then you're what's like, been, you, you, what, oh, I was just going to say when you mentioned Renos, what's the first, the, the number one thing that you didn't know anything about that you've now learned a shit ton about? Cause I know how bodybuilders are. You probably sat down and like Googled the shit out of certain things, man. I don't even know where to start, dude. Like we had a little bit, we had some mold. This is an older home. And so we didn't even know this when we bought the house. It, you know, they do the inspection, but it's, it was, it was in the uh, crawl space and they, you know, that's pretty normal for a house. It's, in the eighties, it's got molds. Pretty much every house has mold, especially being in Tennessee with uh, the humidity, the way it is. Um, but as we, as we started to demo the house, it, it came out that there was more than we thought. And it's because it's on a hill. So the water runs down. 
um, and it just kind of backs up up against the house. And so that was just like, what the fuck? You know, that's twenty twenty five thousand dollars that we had no clue we would spend. And it's not a bad thing, you know. It's if that's the way when we did when we bought this house, we were like, if we're gonna make it ours, we're gonna make it ours. So basically, we just bought a shell, and we're gonna do everything we want to it. But man, it's there's so much. It's like never never did I think at thirty I would be buying like. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars in lawn care equipment, tractors, and shit like that. And so, here I am, like, like if you see on my story, I still do my job and I go to the gym and I try to be as present with family as possible. But like, keeping all this up is a lot, and that's and the house is not even done. And so, you're running um, contractors in and out of here, and and you're still trying to live in it. See, that's the thing we try. We built the basement out so we could live in it, so we wasn't we didn't have to go rent a place or live with someone else, but it's a lot it's a lot i, I, I enjoyed still, watching you uh do pull your lawnmower after it got stuck yesterday I, I was i was dying laughing i'm like turner is a true country boy right here and then i said that out loud and then the very next clip what you were playing that song as you were <laughs> he, he had to hook up his uh four-wheeler to the track or to the uh lawnmower to pull it out because it had gotten stuck oh god <laughs> yeah so it's like trees are falling it's all kind of stuff, dude. <laughs> so you're basically a farmer now. I'm not a farmer, but I'm like I'm like I'm one tier below that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he does have but 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 Ron, he does have fourteen acres. So nice. Six, yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen acres. That's right. I got the picture or the pictures of it all. I'm like I wanted two and then Turner sent me his property and I'm like, Yeah, I need at least ten. <laughs> <laughs> you do. So you, so you, the, you, need, is, you don't want him beautiful. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, is that just because you want to cushion away from people? Like, you need, like, for sure. <laughs> acres for around sure. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you blink? Yes. <laughs> That's where I he's going to build the cult compound. Exactly. That'll come into play one day. One day. <laughs> this, is, this is all in phase. He starts with a shirt, gets the land, won't be long. We'll all be giving him 10% of our income, wondering what the fuck happened. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a bunker for a certain when the world goes to more shit than it is. I'll have a bu- a bunker for certain of you who I, who I, who, I, who I like who I want to live through this, and we can train and we can hang out and shoot guns and shit. Nice, I love it. Oh shit, I'm I love jealous. it. I'm jealous of the acres. I feel like uh, so. I got I got something I wanted to ask about. If you guys don't mind me jumping in, yeah, shoot. I feel like. Tennessee is a bodybuilding haven. Like everything I'm seeing. I mean, I know you you work with uh, a guy that I've interviewed, Evan Rivor. He was he did North Americans last year. Phenomenal legs, by the way. That dude's got some incredible wheels, and he had nothing but good things to say about you. Uh, he was telling me about the gyms down there. I know he's. I think he's by Murfreesboro. So I know that, you know, he knows uh, Brandon Curry, who's also down there. You guys have Arsenal is down there. Uh, Flex Lewis was down there for a while. Can you tell us a little bit about the bodybuilding scene in Tennessee? Because I feel like you think of Tennessee and you start thinking about like, you know, Nashville. But I think of Tennessee nowadays and I start thinking about bodybuilding. And, you know, I'm really proud that you say that because I would like to think that I had something to do with a little bit of that. Maybe Hmm. not maybe not a huge majority of it but um so in middle tennessee which is where we are now i'm pretty much nashville um i'm just on the outskirts so i'm 30 minutes from downtown 
we ha- we happen to live downtown, and then it, it's just overrun with people now. And it's not a bad thing. It's great for Nashville, Tennessee. But to your question, yes, you have, um, and I want to plug all these gyms. You know, you got Carbon Culture, which is an up and coming yes. gym, and that's kind of um, it's a great gym. Brent Laffey owns that, and Brandon Curry's a part of that. There's two of those. That's those two are within, I would say, 30 miles of each other. In Murfreesboro, there's one, and then you have Olympus, which is like the OG power bodybuilding gym. So you guys would – that would be – you could live here, and that's where you would go train. You would drive an hour every day to go train there, and, and I've done it many, many, many times. I um, literally just had a friend – a friend just moved there. He texted me this morning. He literally said, checked out Olympus Gym in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, original home of Mr. Olympia Brandon Curry in the old temporary home of uh, Olympia 212 Flex Lewis. He said, great gym, super old school badassery. Like, I just got chills when you said that. (laughs) When I was in in high school, that's where I trained. And so coming back, like nothing had changed about it. It was still dungeony. Um, you know, obviously those people that when I was in high school and I was like, oh my God, these are, these are freaks and like weights are always clanging. It's not the same because obviously you guys know what goes on when you go in a gym nowadays. The clanging weights is like when you guys go versus when you're not there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. but, um, Aaron Singerman just came in, in Nashville downtown and he put Redcon one in and man, that's, that's a pretty badass gym. So he took huh. over another gym. And um, and then obviously he just is just packing it full of um, just anything like and he's the thing I appreciate about that is like it's not like I'm going to go with all matching lines, same color. It's just like, oh, you want this panada piece? We'll get this. Got a Cybex hack squat. Let's get, a um, you know, this, this, this. And so it's just like it's just it's like a conglomerate of all the best shit. And, and so regardless of if that's your favorite chest press. If that's not this one over here, will become the, the new, your new favorite because it's like it's all here. You know what I mean? It's kind of like going to it's kind of like going to a, a car show. It's like man, dude, there's a little bit of everything here, and I fucking love that. So same <laughs> yeah, yeah. same thing with Olymp- same thing with Olympus, but Olympus is way more hardcore. Hmm. It's dungeony. You know, you go in there and they're playing fucking Godsmack and shit like that. <clears throat> so um, to you to to finish off your question, I mean. Middle Tennessee is really, really good. You you brought up Arsenal. That's in East Tennessee. There's some great gyms in East Tennessee as well. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, man, like, I'm really proud that Tennessee bodybuilding is on the rise even more. Um, and, I, and other than, like, if I were to move to a place like where Dusty lived in Arizona or where you guys live, where there's that small group where I would want to train at your gym. I mean, this is where I'd want to live. And That's I'm cool. proud because it's Tennessee where I'm from. Um, I, but I don't really know – Probably the only other place I could think of would be like a, like an East Coast where it's like those you know back ten years ago when those gyms were just lined with freaks, yeah. all underground gyms and it's like it didn't really matter you you just go in there and like they're all banging weights. I got yeah. one real quick follow up. I got to ask. So when you were younger, who did you see in the gym that you looked up to? Like, did you see guys like Brandon? Was he training around there at the time? Yeah, Brandon was. I, I can remember being in high school, and I was a wrestler, so I was just like, I would go run my laps, and then I would do my weights, and I would see Brandon, but Brandon's always been like, hat real low, big clothes, doesn't talk to anyone. Hmm. Um, so it's it's a little different now. You know, obviously, he's who he is, and so he's got to shake the hands and all that, but looking up, man, 
I really didn't – there wasn't really – in high school, there wasn't really anyone that I looked up to. I just was like – I could stand back and realize, like, that motherfucker is going hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like sweat pouring, grunting, all the things that nobody likes. I, I, I would just – that's, that's what went on. And <laughs> that's, that's what went on in that gym, and I was just like – I, I love being around that. That's cool. Do you, do you remember the first – I mean, you mentioned being a wrestler in high school, which I think is super cool, and we could talk about that too. But do you remember the first time you saw, like, a bodybuilder that impacted you and made you think, oh, I want to look like that? Like, do you remember the trigger point? Yeah, I, could, I mean, I've got probably several I could tell you. I'll tell you this story because I think this is probably the funniest one. The owner of my gym, I lived in West Tennessee, um, and I trained at a Gold's. It was kind of like a... It was a um, self-owned Golds, and the owner of it, he, had, he, was a, he was a judge, he was a coach, he was a bodybuilder for many years, and, you know, he never really got anything above a middleweight, maybe, like, tried to touch a light heavyweight, but still, the middleweight bodybuilders 15 years ago were badass, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're not now, I just mean that um, it's just changed a little bit. More people are... are, are going towards a classic versus being a middleweight bodybuilder um right. and he came to me and he was like i want you to do this show i think like he just came to me randomly i knew him but he had never said anything like this to me it's like i'm doing my last show i want you to do this with me he was gonna he was gonna write me a diet show me how to pose um just bring me up to speed like he was like i want you to compete and, and in my head i'm like man i don't you know i'll get up there and flex but in those trunks i was like yeah, yeah. anyway how, how old so, are you how old are you at this point i was 19 okay so teenager i'm 31 now so that shows you how long this was my first show we're backstage he was doing his show and this is a local show and they had they brought in a guy his name's mike horn um he turned you know i don't know if you guys follow dave pulsanella of course did the rtb or rt rtb series yeah 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 in one in one of those i can't remember which one dave got to the overall in um north americans and north mike americans. horn beat him so mike horn gained his pro card and, and that was anyway a part of that story but anyways so mike horn was the guest poser at that show and so we're all back in our little confined room where all the pumping up and competitors are sitting eating the rice cakes and i'm sitting there next to him and mike horn comes walking through the door and i was like I looked at him and I was like, "So is that what steroids will do for you?" And he just looked at me. He just looked at me and he was like, he, he just kind of like smirked and laughed and he was like, "Ha!" He didn't even really say anything back, but he was just. I was just like, "Damn!" And so at that point, at that point in time, when he walked in the room, we all realized like, that's like whatever we're doing, we're not doing it right because that's what we want to look like. That's what a bodybuilding show is supposed to look like. Right. And so that's my funny story I, and i tell people that because you know there's this huge misconception that like once i put this in my body it's next level for me you know what i mean yeah and then and then here we are 10 15 11 years later and like mike horn would still show me up if he stood next to me granted he was like six two six three so he was a huge man but he was a big super uh, heavy yep yep i remember who that is man so. Yeah, that's funny. Everyone remembers the first time they saw like, you know, a pro or a huge bodybuilder, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe some guys are exposed to a few lightweights and some middleweights around them and then they go to the show and there's like the first 
time they've ever seen a guy who's 250 with shredded glutes and they're just like what the fuck yeah so it's always it's impactful yeah i mean like also i i grew up kind of with dallas mccarver and so i've always been and i had a great you know uh, like a tommy and and a dusty i always when i started started like hardcore i had a pretty good mentor and it wasn't dallas but i had the goal in mind of what I wanted to be and, and he was 280 and so he was Big Joe and then you also had Dallas in our hometown and these two guys were like, they weren't rivals, Joe was older and, and Dallas was just like barely out of high school but people knew Dallas was going to be something special so I've always kind of like seen these guys and like I had something to really like, like a, a carrot that was dangling in, in front of me um, but obviously i never achieved either one of those um but still working on it but yeah like i've always kind of been exposed to some of the best and um i'm grateful for that do you remember watching dallas blow up as a kid like seeing him and seeing him just get huger and huger yeah we trained together for a long time Hmm. oh I, i was i was like um i was a light heavyweight and he he had just turned pro when we were training together. He had just won North Americans. Um, and so, you know, he came back and his, I won't say that his life changed because that just really doesn't happen. But, you know, he had, he had got a contract from MD BSN picked him up. And so like we'd go, he'd call me and he'd be like, Hey, yo, so, um, so-and-so is going to shoot us today training. They're going to shoot him. But, um, be there at this time we're going to go to this gym and this is what we're going to train and i was like bet you know I'm, I'm there because like just being able to show up with someone that like wants it worse than me or, or you know what i mean like i'm always down mm-hmm. yeah i actually so, competed so, against dallas that year yeah yeah hey, North yeah, I got, yeah i got fourth and he won the overall yeah yeah i remember seeing him uh i met him the day before when we were getting spray tanned and I remember seeing him and thinking, man, that kid's big. And I could tell he was young because, I mean, he just had that, like, still baby face. And I remember thinking, man, that kid's big. But I remember he didn't, he didn't look that conditioned to me. I was like, he's right. lean, but he didn't really look that conditioned. And I was like, oh, well, he's huge. And then I saw his calves. I remember thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> like, his calves were as alien as anybody's. For sure. And and then and at North Americans he really wasn't that shredded. He just had well, like freakish proportions and and in decent shape. Well, I was going to add that the next day, when I saw him backstage, he had like improved like thirty percent harder. Harder, right. and I was just like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> so like, I was going to say like the day before I didn't think he was that hard, and then the the day of the show I was like, oh man, this kid's going to be a huge problem for everybody. That's that. What the fuck did he do? So he looked great, long, yeah. But how long had you been trying to get a pro card at that time? What year was that? That was 2012. That's so crazy. So it would have been right 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012 so North so Americans. Um, so that would have been like you know probably my 12th pro qualifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, so it was kind of funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get well, it. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that was Dallas's first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first first and that, last. Every show that year was his first and last. That's crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love the ones like that where they just like it's 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 like getting a hole in one in golf and just going, well, I should just do that every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They just win every time they walk in. Like, oh, exactly. start to expect it like it's a rite of passage if they show up. Well, I win everything else. Why wouldn't I win the Olympia also? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, what it's what do you wacky. think? I, I want to ask you about um, the wrestling just because you mentioned it, and I've always uh, been fascinated. What do you think the wrestling taught you that you can that you brought into like you know bodybuilding and work and business and because I know that that is a that is a mentally and physically grueling sport. People do not understand what goes no, into wrestling. Don't. So, what do you think that did you as a kid? Um, uh, man, it. I've always been like, I'm not gonna say MVP because that that sounds bad, but I've always been the kid that was like the overachiever. If I decided I was gonna play that sport or ride that bike or race that race, like. I'm out here. I don't give a f- crap who's here, but like I got to figure out what I'm going to do to be the best or uh, catch the most balls or whatever. And so I went into wrestling because of one of my one of my best friends. He was going to wrestling. Um, he had wrestled his whole his whole um, his whole life, and he was like, "Dude, I think you'll like the sport." And I was like, "You know, again, I'm with the whole like I got to wear that shit." To get the out there and wrestle another dude yeah <laughs> like my job my stuff's hanging out and i'm in this like skin tight thing um and so really that that wore off pretty fast but like man like there's a lot of things that it taught me like in wrestling the last place you want to be is on your back on the mat with another person on top of you not because that's gay but it's like he's he's on top of you to pin you and then and i can like i can relate that to so many things in life where you know it's kind of like back up against the wall mentality like you push someone up against the up into a corner back up against the wall like you're gonna come out fighting and so that's one thing like that's not a place you want to be you know what i mean there's certain places in bodybuilding you just don't want to be um but really, man, it was all about like, yes, that's a team sport, and yes, I want I want my team to win this match. But at the end of the day, or at the end of the match, my hand's going to get raised, and that's going to go as a win for me. Versus, yeah, my team's going to benefit too. But you know, my team can win, and I can lose every single match. And I got to go home and live with that person. And so, you know, we we would always practice in the the heat was turned all the way up. We were in sweats. And we did all these crazy drills. I mean, it was really, really crazy. And I love that. Like, I, I love that I went through that in life. Um, but then, like I told you earlier, after wrestling, go home, drop your books off, change clothes. And then it was to the gym. It was to Olympus. And it was get in the sauna, get warm, go run your go run your laps, go work out, get back in the sauna, go home. And then, you know, like, do whatever homework you had to do, eat, and then go to bed. And, like... <laughs> that was my life and it's and it's pretty much carried over until here recently it's just like when i when i was driving home from school that day after wrestling practice i'm thinking all right let's make this quick in the house change clothes get to the gym yeah when when you when and when i'm on the way to the gym like i I know that i gotta run x amount i need to train this today and then when i'm done with all that it's it's home get in bed so you can do it all again the next day and there's never I never really I haven't really lived any part of my life where it's not been like goal oriented where I'm chasing something. And so mm-hmm. when I don't have when I don't have that I kind of feel lost. It's it's you guys can relate, I'm sure. Um but that that's just so 
like in business, <clears throat> I always put more on my plate, put more on my plate. So just as I'm finishing this huge task or completing this bodybuilding show, for a lot of people, they, they complete this bodybuilding show and they're like, ah, I get to finally relax. But it's like, oh, the fucking bodybuilding show is over this, 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 this. And then let's take this mm -hmm. on in, in fucking July. And that's just right. how I live my life. And, and um, you know, I very, very busy, very, very, uh, I don't know what the words are, but that's just how I like it. I like a goal. I like something in my, in, in, in my face where it's like, and that, you know, that goes into the whole pedigree cult leader thing where it's like, I want to be, you know, I may not, I may not ever turn pro in bodybuilding. I may not ever win a pro show in bodybuilding, but at the end of the day, when I walk away from bodybuilding, there will be a lot of people that know Turner was a part of that and he helped try to make that better. And I hope to do that in more things than just bodybuilding. That's, you know, like I'm not necessarily working on an exit strategy out of bodybuilding right now, but I'm, I'm starting to see that where, you know, there's certain things I don't want to do in bodybuilding anymore, like because they're just hindering me in, in things, you know, as far as growing old. Um, and I don't mean taking drugs. I mean, yeah, that's a part of the thing. I, I don't near, I don't drug near as hard as I once did. Um, but you know, there's just certain exercises that I'll do more so on occasion now versus every single week because it's like, man, I just can't recover like I used to. Drugs and all, you know, mm -hmm. it's just totally different. And so now it's like, I, I've taken on this huge project of the house, which probably won't be done for ten years. But you know, it, it's allowing me to to place emphasis of my time in new places other than just bodybuilding, 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 bodybuilding. Hey, oh, you don't want to talk about bodybuilding? All right, click. Or don't call me back. You know, that's that's just kind of the life I live for a long time. And so I like to I wanna I wanna be that I wanna be a jack of a lot of trades versus just one trade. And and I know you asked mm -hmm. me about wrestling and I'm sorry I went into so many different things. But um, That's exactly it, it what I was really, hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> well but but I I will say that Maybe not every single one, but most of the wrestlers that I know that that carried over into bodybuilding, they're pretty damn good. And, and because they understand that, like, they understand what it's like to take a loss and get the shit beat out of them in front of people, and then not not just not just in front of people, but you take a loss, like that's gonna sit with a lot of people. Some people can take a loss and they just be like, "Well, oh, tomorrow's Friday. I don't give a shit, man." Like it. It really eats at me, and and I'm sure mm -hmm. you guys too. And that's why that's why you did 12 pro qualifiers because you're like, fuck that, I'm coming back. And then you know, and so you got a pro card, Dusty got a pro card, Scott. I don't know if you got a pro card, but I'm nope. sure like never got a pro card. Pro, no, Scott got I'm COVID. sure from your last, <laughs> I'm sure from your last showing, you 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 may have taken a, a loss or not a win, and you're just like, it, it probably eats at you every day. You know, always, I mean? yeah, yeah. Every time, every time that you sub a meal out for what you know you should be eating, you're like, "God damn, that dude that beat me, he wasn't fucking doing this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny what we tell so, our what we tell ourselves. Yeah, man. And and there's so many people that don't even understand that. You know, it's like, it's and and it, that's why I think it's so funny. They're like, "Oh, bodybuilding is a mental game," and I'm just like, "Yeah." It, it's it's easy for most people to say that, but bodybuilding will fuck your it'll fuck your body up for sure. But like, it'll fuck you up mentally pretty damn good. And I, oh, and yeah. I you guys are you, you guys get that, you know, whether it's relationships, whether it's jobs, whether it's finances. So here we are. I, I think though, if you, if you <laughs> but, do it right, though, that, I think that's where you work backwards. Is when I when I got into bodybuilding. 
I quickly realized it was expensive. And yeah. unlike most people, I immediately said, okay, I need to find a way to make a shit ton of money. Like, so it was kind of like what you said, where it was all for bodybuilding, but I knew I needed the funds to do it because I was fortunate enough to be around people who were doing it right, hmm. who, you know, had the coaches, had the massage people, had all this shit. And I was like, well, shit, I don't, I don't have a pot to piss in. I better figure this out. Like, you know, so money became important because of bodybuilding. And then down the line, bodybuilding became money, you know, so it's kind of uh, an interesting route. And I love that you touched on staying busy because it's, it's funny. But um, Tommy, as you know, we, we, we've had these conversations before where um, I've found I can't vacation because I stress. If I'm not busy, I get stressed. Hmm. So even when I go on vacation, like I have to be allowed like two or three hours to work every day uh, with whoever I'm with or else I will decline during the vacation and literally start to yeah. exit the room while still sitting there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a necessity. It's a weird thing. And then yeah, and it's difficult to have stress and, and then bad stress. And I think what you're talking about is bad stress. Like, like you said, that can negatively impact what you're doing versus good stress. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things that is good to stress about. Sure. Um, Obviously, bodybuilding and stress don't really go hand in hand. But there's certain people like you guys who have, who have, uh, you know, like I, I tell my uh, spouse this all the time that like I think the average person's stress is like right here, and I think my mm-hmm. average stress is like up here. But I've just learned to like that's kind of normal. Hmm, and right. so, so, and I don't, I don't, I'm not talking bad about anyone, but I think that like if most people had to just understand all the thoughts and all the things that had to go on in my mind and in her mind that it would be like, I want no part in that. You know what I mean? Like I'll take my eight to five and go home at five o'clock and shut it down and take yeah. off on the weekends. But like, right. I, I don't want to live like that. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. I don't want to live in that fashion at all. I'd lose my freaking marbles for sure. Seven days a week is a good, is a good work schedule for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some I got some questions that I think this would be good for all of us, but uh, um, I wanted to spin. Um, uh, so yeah, you can go a big first one. On all these. Uh, a big one here is uh, how to make a living as a full time bodybuilder, and I think I mean truthfully, I look at truthfully all of us here. That's what we're doing. I'm not talking about getting paid from lifting weights. I mean from this. So what would be some advice you'd give to uh, to make that possible, turn especially? You know, I was doing it before as a pro. You're doing it now. Um, what, do you, what do you got to say with that? Well, uh, technically, lifting the weights is making you money, and I don't mean like the amount of weight that you're lifting. You know, my spouse and I talk about this all the time. She's like, you know, sometimes we'll we'll get in a heated discussion discussion where she's like, you can work from anywhere. You don't have to go to the gym at a certain time. You can be flexible with your schedule. And I'm like, you know, yes, I can. But if I wasn't the bodybuilder that everyone knows I wouldn't be Hmm. where I am and so when I go to the gym and I put off that aura that we talk about here and people see me and they see that not not only they don't all want to be a part of that but they might want to ask that guy a question and I tell every single one of my clients when someone comes and asks you a question you you know there's a time and a place obviously but you give them what they want to know you just don't give it all to them and then once you have them like you get their wheels turning and you can see that they might not come back right then 
but down the road they're going to come back and they're because they're going to say you know he gave me a genuine answer i tried that and you know i didn't see exactly what he said but like it makes sense i'm gonna ask that guy another question and when you start when they start coming back you're valuable you're worth you're worth money you're worth your time that you're giving to these people is now worth money to you right Mm -hmm. and so that's when i say like you, you just market that you know like hey man like I have no problem helping you, but, and you gotta be able, like, there's a lot of people that that's an uncomfortable situation to say that, but like, I help a lot of people that I can't just be, you know, I can't just be taking a lot of time out of my workout to write your diet for you every day, and I can't just do that for free. So, like, we can do this, we can do this. There's a couple different ways, you know, I'd be glad to help. Um, and then, you know, that's just one avenue, but I, I really think that it's, if you're living it, Everything that you say, whether it's social media or um, in the gym or in the grocery store, if we're talking about being a bodybuilder here and making money from it, I just think that, like, obviously you have to – you have to, your body has to represent that, like, this dude knows what he's talking about, you know. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that's going to make – you know, they're going to be shy to go ask you a question, but I think that that's where most bodybuilders go wrong. And I think I went wrong for a long time because I wanted to seem like – don't fucking talk to me i'm here to do my job stay away from me you know like the old shirts mm-hmm. like i'm trained i'm training back the fuck up but and again like i catch myself from time to time talking way more than i should but as soon as i'm done talking it's like it's back into it as hard as as hard as possible but i do know i can tell the difference in people that are like just want to fucking shake my hand and, and talk to me and hey man you look like a pro i don't know why you haven't got a pro card and people that are like you know, you guys can tell who wants to know how to get better versus because you you like most of these people that are asking me a question. I see them in the gym and and an, a huge indicator for me is like if I see this person that's asking me a question all the time in the gym and they they're never sweaty. Like, I know that's very, very childish, but like if they're never sweaty in the gym and they want to come ask me a question, I'm going to give them about this much time a day. But if they're drenched. And they're picking up big weights and they're doing shit that I think is going to get them to the next level. I have no problem talking to that person. Well, come train with me. You know what I mean? Like, I want to mm-hmm. see what you know. I, I want to see what you think training hard is. And then, you know, then and then it's kind of like a bond. And then, you know, th- then they come to you and they're like, hey, man, I was thinking about competing. You know, what do you think about this guy or this coach? Or, or w- what do you do? You know, like, what are your thoughts on this? And then, and then um, next thing you know, you've got however many clients you got you know it's funny like i said me and my spouse travel all the time and and i don't look at this as fame or or whatever you want to call it i I, i'm proud that i've done that and social media has helped with me with that but anytime we go places i really don't care where it's at hell we were in hawaii one time and a guy came up to me in the gym and he's like dude you're turner riddle and i was like "Ah, yeah i'm turner riddle like I, don't put me on some pedestal because I'm not that. But it feels really cool that people are like, man, you fucking train hard. I love that. I watch your videos. Um, I remember when you made this post about this, this, and this. And it's like, man, you know, sometimes I make posts and I'm like, ain't nobody going to read that shit. But, but when someone can <laughs> refer back to a post and be like, you said that. And I have, I have to this day done that to a T and it's helped me so much. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome when you write a post and, and, you know, you forget about the post, you know? Yeah. And then a couple months go by and someone says something to you like, man, that was what I needed that day. You know, I've been having a hard time with my chest workouts and I just, 
all of a sudden this clicked mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like whoa you know because just think of the amount of stuff we put out where we just kind of hope it has some value <laughs> <laughs> you know you put it out and you're like well i don't know you know there and then it it, something comes back to you later it's pretty cool man hey i got it Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to ask, because there's something I felt like I wanted to make sure that for our audience, we were were clear. Because I'm wondering, you know, maybe there's some people who are watching right now who might not even know who Turner is. So I wanted to ask Dusty, Dusty, why is it that Turner would have somebody meet him in Hawaii and be like, dude, I know who you are. You know, I really respect you for what you do. I felt like maybe we should like make that a little bit more clear because I know that Turner is what I think all of us would consider a really hardcore dude in the gym. And I don't want to gloss over that for anybody who might not know that. Right. No, I mean, I I think that that's, that's exactly why is because here's the deal. And I mean, you know, I told the Turner this. It's funny, but uh, before we knew each other, we just technically met a couple months ago. Um, I used to laugh because he's so blunt with posts and things. I'm always like, this guy is such a dick. Like every time I would read his posts, and then we then uh, Tommy's like, oh hey, Turner's coming, and I was like, oh, come come to the gym. So we train, and then I went back and looked at his posts again because obviously we had a great couple workouts, a week of workouts. I was like, oh, I know why I don't like him. He's me. It's <laughs> like it's the same fucking guy, and um, but but then you know literally I think what happens is, um, and what I really do like, and I think the reason people know who Turner is and, and us alike is because it's actually the same thing over and over again. And what I mean by that, it's not a negative, it's a positive, which is that is bodybuilding. Hmm. When people see a video, and it's funny because I, I notice that with even my own stuff, I put up videos. I'm like, God, this is every week, and I'm like, Oh wait that's bodybuilding it is every week it is every day and people see that and they do recognize a change because i think one thing that i would love to add to that question mark of why turner is known in not just his city but all over is because as fuad's shirts say i mean it's kind of like the last of a dying breed but people still want it you know it's crazy um and i guarantee you if turner's trained at the same gym all the time and you leave that gym, it changes the gym. Yeah, It changes the gym. And I mean, it sounds crazy, but uh, when I came back from being sick and I was in the gym, there's a couple kids in there that I know eventually are gonna do something. I see them in there, they're doing shit wrong, but they're doing it hard, so I don't give a shit. I just, I'm like, I remember that. Um, but uh, one of them came over to me, he goes, he goes, man, I'm so glad you're back. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I thought he was being like about me. And he goes, the energy in the gym is different when you're not here. Huh. And I go, oh, thanks. And I thought he meant like when I was there. He goes, no, all day long. It just changes right, right. the gym if that's not here. <laughs> and and I actually, it was funny because I heard that and I was like, wow, that's extreme. That's like a huge compliment. And I started thinking, and I'm like, I've seen it. I've seen it from other guys. It's, it's, a, ri- it's a very powerful ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, so when people, it doesn't shock me at all because they see your stuff over and over, they become like, and the thing is, like you said, Turner, it boosts someone up for the, even if it's just a workout. And let's be honest, most people don't have to do it day in and day out, but sometimes they, they get that little boost. And I mean, that's where those, you know, what would Dante Trudell shirts come from and shit like that is people want that vibe. So it's not shocking at all. And it's definitely, um, 
humbling is kind of my best description. Because like you said, you're in Hawaii, you're dicking off, and you're like, that's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know, because I think really sometimes is, we man. forget. We're, we, we're not obsessed with ourselves, so you don't really think much wow. of it. You're just kind of doing what you do. Well, you are, Ron, but that's different because you can ride a bicycle at 250 pounds. I'd be impressed, too. I was, I was going to give you credit for that. <laughs> no, but that's why, because I think it is the hardcore thing. But but I think what I like in hindsight, all joking aside, is even when you put up your older poster, I love is it's motivational, even though because I've always liked that motivation, not from a negative place, just a smack in the face of honesty of of brutal truth and that's what's yep. missing in the world right now in my opinion in general but definitely in the gym is there's this fear of honesty and just laying it out to people in a way that wakes them up you know hmm, um sure. yeah you know back in the day and I, i'm sure i've told a few of these but uh training with jj marsh in uh in the uh early 2000s uh he was a hardcore pro in the 90s 80s even and he was just a brutal human. Like, I wouldn't even say just not nice, but I loved working with him because <laughs> he was, no, I mean, I'll give you guys an idea. This is, I'm dead serious. So one day a guy comes up to us in the middle of our workout and he's like, hey, when you guys are done, will you, Jay, will you take a look at me and tell me what you think? So he's like, sure. So we go in the locker room and the guy's hitting his shots and he gets done and he kind of looks at Jay and he's like, so what do you think? And he goes, do you want to know? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I think you should quit the sport. <laughs> like just, just fucking right to his face. Just boom. And the guy left and I literally looked at him. I go, that was fucking harsh. Why would you do that? And he goes, this guy's wasting his life. He's 29 years old. It's not going anywhere. He doesn't have a career. And he like laid out the reasons. I was like, oh, well, the guy went to the USA. He's got throttled, came back, apologized and thanked him. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was standing right there. He was like, I thought you were such an asshole. He's like, man, just a wake up. And he's like, yeah, sorry, just the way I see it. And I'm not saying you have to be an asshole like that. But I did like the fact because back in the day when Jay would compliment you, which he complimented me one time, I knew it was real. I was hmm. like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. He said something halfway what, nice. <laughs> what, what, would, what would your client say about you, Turner? How would your clients describe you? Dick. as a oh, coach sorry turn it <laughs> man ah uh, that's tough because you know i i don't want to be a dick but i know to to push some of these people's buttons to get out of them what i want out of them because i i want i feel like a lot of time i want more out of them than they really than they really want like they might make a post saying yeah, I want, I want to go get this pro card, but like they don't want all that's going to come with what it's going to take to get that pro card, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I want them to have that pro card. I want them to go through all these experiences and, and feel these feelings because it's so funny because a client will text me and say, man, dude, I'm feeling this way on this day after doing this, and I'm just like, like I've done that. 400 times in my head i've done that personally 400 times so it's like yeah i know i know how you're gonna feel tomorrow and then the next day and then when you finally get whatever it is you're after i, I felt that too so like they would probably just be like man it's a lot of tough love um i would like to think that i'm a good leader um i would like to think i was i'm sure people can pick pick flaws in it but um i i don't like to think that i'm a motivator because 
I just feel like if you're coming to me, you're already motivated. Like, yes, yeah. I can throw some gas on the, I can throw some gas on the fire from time to time to like set you over the edge. But like, I don't like to be the guy that's like motivation this, motivation this, motivation this. Like, I love that stuff. I love motivation. I love reading what Michael Jordan said and 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 how he inspired Kobe Bryant. But I don't like having to be like, hey man, twenty six more days till the show. Come on, let's do, it. let's yeah. go. You know, but and so. Um, I'm probably very short. Not, I'm not Chris Aceto short, like T Y for thank you, but like, it's not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not writing, I'm not writing books. I'm not from time to time. If I, if you get a FaceTime from me or you get a phone call, like out of the blue, like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty like, dude, it, it shouldn't be surreal, but it should be like, I must be doing something right or I fucked up. You know? <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. Like, I want to be the guy that I think I needed as a as a mentor mm. when I started coming up. That's that's what I want to be. Um, and and really, that's just like the guy that's like living it. Like he's not in he's not doing the show that I'm doing, or maybe chasing the exact same goals, but he's still living it every day. So just when I feel like I've got an excuse, like he's still over there doing it. So I can't really give him that excuse type of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, right. If that, if that, if that makes sense. Right, sure. Right. Right. Yeah. They would definitely, yep. they would definitely say he could be a jerk at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that, I don't think that anybody that wants to be at the top of what they're doing or, or surround themselves with some of the best. I don't I don't think they're ever really, really nice. Like, I'm not going to walk up to you and hug you unless I genuinely like you. You know what I mean? Like, we can mm -hmm. shake hands and we can fist bump, but <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not lovey-dovey. Well, what, on, on that mark, and I think this would be good for, for all of you guys to answer too, is uh, what is some advice you'd give to young, today's younger bodybuilders? I mean, across all bodybuilding that maybe is being missed um, that you guys view. <laughs> just takes time like it all the shitty shit that you got to do eat the same shit i mean i mean it's basic that's what's so crazy to me like to be really really good is so basic eat six foods that's the adult dave pulsanella said 12 years ago and it's still like in my head i'm like it's six foods yeah those foods can be interchangeable with the six foods that you think versus the six foods that i think but if you really narrow it down we go to the grocery store and we buy six foods now when you get like I, i'm gonna say upper echelon like where we are yeah we're putting fucking fancy seasonings on shit and we're fucking <laughs> oh I, i'm gonna get dave's killer bread over here versus like the cheap bread you know what i mean like we're doing things a little different but really we're just buying more expensive food or at a more expensive grocery store, but it's still, you know what I'm saying? And it's still yeah. go to, it's just consistency. Um, somehow along the way, Instagram has turned that into, um, a lot of fancy schmancy, big words, hmm. buffoon, buffoon you. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. But the thing is, what I think is so crazy is you can look at any sport. Well, it doesn't matter if it's football. It doesn't matter if it's racing. It doesn't matter if it's riding a bike. It doesn't matter if it's tap dance. It's it's basic. Like you just do the you do the same thing over and over and over. And that's that's why I really don't give a lot of praise. Is because when I was playing sports, whether it was football, baseball, wrestling, you know, 
if I did something right, if I ran a drill and I did it right, it, we're in practice. Coach was like, all right, guys, line back up, run it again. It wasn't like, hoorah, hoorah, come over here, guys. Let's throw a party. Let's throw our helmets up in the air. And, and we did it right. We're done for the day. Go home. But it's like, it was like, run it again. Run it again. All right, guys, we're going to run this fucking play until the cows come home. And it's not, yeah. and like people just, people just can't grasp that. You yeah. call that reps, right, Ron? Yeah, my thing is just the reps, you know, like, um, I, I, I always get a kick when someone pulls you aside and says, hey, like, wh- what am I, what do I need to do? And I'm like, well, I've already seen you train really hard. Like, you know, maybe it's someone I've spotted on a few sets in the gym and I'm like, oh, this guy knows how to train. Like, I don't think there's any problem there. And I look at their diet and it's a lot of food. And I know the kid is like focused and I know he's not partying and I know he's, and I always like the look on his face when I'm like, you don't need to change anything. Hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, but how do I get the gains? And I'm like, you do this for five more years. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, and it's not perfectly linear. Like the idea that the gains are just going to always come. It's like, no, you're going to spend six months spinning your wheels here, and then you're going to have a breakthrough, and then you're going to spend four months spinning your wheels, and then you're going to have another breakthrough, and then you're going to have a setback. You're going to hurt your shoulder, your wrist is going to fucking hurt, or something's going to happen, and then you're going to spend a few months getting everything back to where you think you're maxed again, and then you're going to have a little breakthrough on one thing maybe you know like you just don't quite get how you're just creeping 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 you know like i think of like an equalizer on a on a you know like when they're recording an album and they have all those knobs Mm -hmm. and it's like progress in the gym is like move one knob a notch Hmm. and then next (laughs) month move two more knobs a notch and then the next month three more knobs go up one notch but they're still behind the other knobs and then there's still a couple that haven't moved. They're still at the bottom. And you got to fucking, by the end of the year, all those ones have maybe come up a notch, but some of them are a little higher now. And fuck, it's like, it's not just so simple and, and easy, you know? And it's, it's, it's in everything. Like Turner said, it's basics. Like football players, they practice the exact same fucking drills their entire career. It's not like they get to another level and it's like, okay, now we have better drills for you. It's like, no, you're doing the same fucking drills you did in fucking Bantam League football. And, you know, like, I'm trying to learn tricks on my bike right now. So I had someone message me. They're like, how long are you going to work on those peg wheelies for? So I get it. I mean, I mean, you you know, like, you're doing full circles now. Like, are you going to do something else? And I'm like, no, you work on them until you can just do them infinitely. Yeah. You never stop. That's what Coach said. Like, even the very best riders warm up their sessions just doing peg wheelies in circles. They all warmed up. They still practice them. <laughs> it's like you can't take a, the fundamentals out of the foundation. Like it, it's 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 that way with everything. Like nothing really gets more interesting. Like it's right. if you don't like chicken and you don't like steak and you don't like rice and you don't like oatmeal and you don't like squatting, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going to be a long road for you. You don't like bodybuilding. You should exit stage right right now. Yeah, yeah. that's my little rant. What do, you, what do you think, Scott? I mean, because I know there's. I like when I when we're having these kind of round tables because someone will say something that kind of clicks. Like, oh, what about this? I mean, was there something that you uh, clicked in your brain, Scott? With, yeah, that you would devise. Well, first of all, uh, I'm following Turner, who's 
I'm following Ron, who's following Turner, so I don't have a lot to add. I'm going to start there. I'm going to start there. We're going to lower the bar a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I, I will say this. I would say that, uh, you know, and to harken back to something Turner said a little while ago, too, is, you know, being able to have those other things in life as well because this is going to be a long-term process you know i think about some of the younger guys that i'm working with a couple of them that have like incredible potential and there's going to be this balance of having to make your bodybuilding a priority but and it's going to be a longer term project and you're going to have to have the the wear and fall to like to hold on to that and still like like one guy who's competing this week at North Americans and this kid is incredible. Like there's no question this kid can turn pro. If he doesn't turn pro this weekend, it will could potentially be next season. Uh, but you know, he's newer and he's gonna have to learn he's never he's never dieted for a show before. So uh, you know, we're five weeks into the diet and he was like, Hey, uh actually the first weekend, he was like, Hey, I just got back from a vacation for a week, so I'm starting the diet. Can I have a cheat meal on Wednesday? Because I haven't had a meal with my girlfriend. She wasn't with me on the vacation. I'm like, dude, we just started the diet and you want a cheat meal. You know, <laughs> then it's his birthday. Then he says, Hey, I want to go to Florida for a week at five weeks out. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, you know, but he's he's gotta learn, right? But at the same time, you do have to learn how to how to still do real life, you know, how to not lose your relationships, how to, uh, you know, still be able to make money and all that stuff. So it's almost like you got to know when to go that hundred percent and when to be able to dial that back a little bit to be able to focus on those other things so that you can keep bodybuilding. You know, I right. feel like there's a balance in there and that, you know, you can go that hundred and ten percent, but you can only do that so long before you get burnt out. And I see some of the younger people, you know, and it kind of happens, I think, to all of us at some point where we kind of we get we get kind of burnt out and then we can start resenting bodybuilding because you know if you haven't taken your girlfriend out for dinner for an entire year you know then you start thinking like it's bodybuilding's fault you know what i mean and it's like no you gotta you gotta find that balance in there while still giving that that hundred percent so i'd say that's i keep saying the word balance and i know dusty you're not a fan of the word balance <laughs> i know you're not but there's uh what's what's the term you use you don't say balance you say harmony, harmony? Yeah, harmony. yeah. Yep. You got to find that harmony. You know, I remember John Meadows had said, uh, you know, I, his wife knew that last six weeks was going to be brutal and he wasn't going to have as much time to spend with her. But then he and her both knew that after the show, he was going to invest a lot more time into the relationship. You know, so I think right. that you could call that a harmony, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's exactly what it is. And the only thing I was going to add that uh, we kind of covered, but not as directly, is just I think guys need to. The problem in our sport is we all look for that big goal, and when you're when it's so far away and you're chasing it, you're never going to catch it. Hmm. Um, so people, what I mean by that is they they quit because the top of the mountain seems so far away. Um, I can tell you that when I first started bodybuilding to actually to compete, I used to look in the mirror all the time. And then I stopped and I just kept my head down and focused on winning every workout, winning every meal. And I can, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but I remember the day that I was in the gym with my uh, ex at the time and uh, we were doing dumbbell shoulder press. I put the dumbbells down and I just looked up in the mirror and I went, oh fuck, I did it. I look like a bodybuilder. Hmm. Like 
I trained for years and just was training. And it was literally like in one moment, because I kind of forgot to be looking anymore. I was just focused. The, the drive, the, the, um, the urgency was just on the day. I didn't have an urgency for the long-term goal. It was just. Did Dusty oh. unplug himself? He got so excited, uh-huh. he like hit his microphone. Okay, I got a training question for Turner. Shoot. Okay. Okay, so I know that, uh, I know we're, we're all on the same page with like, you know, proper form and execution and maximizing, you know, tension on target muscle and, you know, doing things correctly the first time so you don't have to fix a bunch of shit. Um, But I had a question about full range versus partial range. And uh, it was kind of wordy. The guy sent it in like three different sections. You know, they send the question and then they go part two, part three. Um, But basically he's asking, what exercises do you think it's acceptable to use less than full range? Are there any exercises where you don't emphasize full Hmm. range of motion? No, yeah, for sure. I think that I think that before you can start the partial range, mo- partial ranges of motion, whether it's top half, middle half, bottom half, bottom half, I think you have to have a full grasp on what you're doing with that motion. Um, first off, if that makes sense. Um, but I mean, shit, dude. There's a lot of times where I'll be like, all right, let's do 15 full here, and then let's finish it with five, um, you know, back half partials, or or you know, I run I run 21s all the time. I don't have to tell you guys what 21s are. And it and it's it's way, on way more than just a bicep curl. You know, I do twenty mm-hmm. ones on the peg peg deck. I do twenty ones on a on a leg extension. I do all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, what would be some of my favorites? I would say like, yeah, I love doing parts. I love doing partials on leg extensions. Um, same with same with leg curls, like sitting leg curls. Man, dude, we've had some. Cur- I mean, me and Dusty did that on um, sitting leg curls. <laughs> How, yeah. how badass was that? Oh, that was, um, that was super fun. I, th- I, I, felt, I felt like Turner was just adding shit to find more pain. He was like, what else would suck? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like when I, I made him do that, and he didn't grunt hard enough. I want seven more top half. And then I'm going to put you in a stretch, and then we're going to do t- seven pulls. Um, no, but um, I really think that <clears throat> I really think that you can – you shouldn't base your workout on a partial rep movement. But – Man, some of the intensifiers that we throw in at, at random times, I think that that could just like that just sets it over, sends it over the edge. And, and one thing that I've gotten to a point now that I don't do is like, you know, I used to do like, I used to would do like, for instance, we'll say twenty ones. I would do three sets of twenty ones, and I think that like you could, or or three sets of this with a partial. I think that now so i like to do like i like to build up to a good weight and then i'll finish it'll be the finisher versus just burning through the whole exercise with the fulls and the partials and i think that 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 just comes with time and maturity and that's what i say like i think that you just need you just need you know seat time or or stage time whatever that you call that in bodybuilding bar time i don't know gym time where you really just hone in and realize like Yes, I could do twenty ones for three sets on bicep curl, but that's that's gonna be a lot of my work. I mean, that's so. This is the way that I like to. I, I want to break this down because I I think it's interesting. So, used to when I would go to the gym, we'll just say we're training arms today. When first exercise, 
to the last exercise was all out, everything's to failure, blah, 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 blah. So now I don't necessarily do that. Like first exercise never really goes to failure, and I don't really do a drop set or extending um, things. I like to like – basically the first exercise is just to get blood everywhere. Now I will take it damn near failure, but I like for my workout to kind of go gradually up, 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 and then that way when I finish – like you're pretty much peaked out. You're not putting any more blood in there versus like the way I used to do it was like get all the blood in first exercise. And then it was just kind of like hmm. like this. And then you walk out of the gym and you're not really even pumped anymore. Does it, I'm sure you guys can relate to that. And I'm sure that's overtraining. Um, but but again, like I said, I was just doing I was adding intensifiers to every single exercise of every single set. Just more, 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 more. And, and like I said, for years, it was like, you can't overtrain, you can't over this, over that. And, and now I look back and I'm like, I was a damn fool for saying that. But <laughs> I'm that type of person where I got to beat my head up against that wall for a, for a good amount of time to realize like, all right, now let's do it like this. You had to find a limit. Way. You had to find a limit. Listen, man, in my life, that's, that's what I've always done. Like, I got to know where the rev limiter is. And then I got to like, I got to play around there for a long time. Until I realized, like, all right, that blows the motor up. This right here is how we get better. But let's let's get real close all the time, but let's not always send it over. Yeah. Don't you guys that's think, though, that that's the that – that's the, I, I think that's something that's missing. Um, when people ask me what's missing in bodybuilding, I think that that's one of the deals is I look at that as a positive. If I have somebody who's starting with me that does too much, hmm. yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. Finally, someone that's training – too hard for two hours. I'm like, all right, we can we can work with this. It's funny, but Aceto and I had this conversation the other day. We were talking about high days, and I understand their point. I said, man, do you remember when there was no high days? You put the pedal to the floor at the start of your prep, and you didn't take it off until the prep was over. And what was funny is his response to that was, I still think the pedal to the floor wins most shows. Yes. I love Chris Aceto. Like, it's such a simple statement, but that's accuracy. Like, because everyone wants that high day, that thing. And when I started, like, that, that was that didn't exist. You just knew it was going to suck today, and it was going to suck more in four weeks, and it was going to really fucking suck in eight weeks. And by the end, you were just going to be dying. And then when you finished, it was all worth it. You know? Right. I, I, right. I really think that, that, like, that attitude you have, Turner, is why you're successful in all things. And you know, we all have losses, but you know what I'm saying by that is yep. I'll take a guy who's gunning for the ceiling all the time and try to tame him or at least slow him down a hair than somebody who I just I'm trying to get them to even push, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I love that point because I wish more people would just bury the foot to the ground and find out that's too much. Yeah. I, but I, I find myself like and that's where I've had to really, really. Um, hone in on my coaching strategy to like <clears throat> so if we're, if we're starting someone 20 weeks out and you run them to the floor like you're talking about and I'm with that like 100% that's what I want to do but man by 10 weeks out dude they're struggling like they're mm-hmm. struggling and and I'm not saying that you're not right I'm just saying yeah. like so you don't have a crazy turnover rate as a coach where these people are just dropping out left and right of shows yeah. because they can't handle the diet with dieting with Turner starting 10 weeks out. We're going to start tilapia and asparagus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not saying 
there was times I did that for sure. But <laughs> now it's now it's kind of like you know we're waiting until the last few weeks where it's like all right we're going straight low days. I mean, unless they really really need that, but like you you really have to like dang a carrot dangle a carrot in front of their head or um and not everybody so i don't i don't want to make that across the board but man like it really sucks when i'm i'm typing up a plan or i'm changing something on a plan and i'm like i i know that if i send it like this i'm gonna get i'm gonna get kicked back and there's a chance that they'll pull out this time because they pulled out the last time Mm, you know what i mean and i don't and i don't like that i mean but i think that makes me a better coach um, but I'm having to compromise my um, my morals, I guess you would say. Well, that's just coaching. I mean, it's knowing how to. It's funny, but I had this uh, disagreement with somebody that used to that, that works on my clients, um, and I, I had to tell them, I'm like, look, you, your job is to speak to each person the way that they hear it. Well, yeah. you know, if I were to treat um, every person the way that re- the way that resonates with me. People would cry. Other people would fight me. Um, you know, there'd be across the board. I like abuse. It's just the best way to get something out of me is, is that's good to go. But a lot of people will crumble immediately. So coaching is that balance. You know, it's it's learning. Like you said, I think I think we've covered this before. Like for me, things are OK if I don't say anything. And I had to learn to actually tell people they're doing well. Because I thought no changes meant we're doing good. Like, cause that's how I think. Like, I'm only, I'm not gonna tell you you're doing good. You're, of course, you're doing good. That's why I didn't change anything. I've learned to like add that. Like, everything looks good. Now yeah. I'll tell you what I need yeah. to say. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that's coaching though. That's different. It's just more the mentality. I mean, when somebody comes in and you can tone them down, it's like, well, this is gonna be fun because this kid's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I love recognizing, like, I mean, Tommy's a prime example. Um, when I got sick and was gone for a month, I came out. And he looked really hard, and I was like, did somebody help you? He goes, no, I just went straight low days. I'm like, well, fuck, that's what I would have done. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is in the hospital, low days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just yeah, – the no, point yeah. is, and, and truthfully is, he just made it harder so at least he knew they didn't go too yeah. soft. And yeah. I love that. Like, is that exactly what probably would have happened? No. But that's the mentality I love working with where it's like, oh, you just made it as well, hard as fucking possible. It's it's a lot easier to de- it's a lot easier to deal with a physique that's just done a month of low days than it is to deal with a physique that's just done a month of high days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can balance this stuff out pretty easily, um, for sure. You got you got any more questions, Ron, or do you want me to keep bouncing because I got a million? Here. Yeah, I, I I got one for everybody, but Tommy can go first. Um, Tommy's not here. <laughs> if you had if you had to pick if you had to pick. Um, we'll say top level pro. So think of someone relatively famous. If you had to pick um, a pro and you had to walk around in that body, you had to actually live in that body. So, you know, we might, we might all say who's our favorite freak and we might say Marcus Rule, but we might not actually <laughs> want to be Marcus Rule and walk around in Marcus Rule's body. So if you had to pick a top pro where that was a physique that you had, you walked around in that physique, who would you pick? Huh. Is this to me? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're starting. Um, I can. I want to give you. It'd probably be Jay Cutler, no doubt. I mean, just because like I admire everything that he's done with the sport and and how he's been able to manage so many other things and still be so freaking great. Um, you know, if I wanted to be like like nimble and shit like that, I would say Kevin Lavroni um, because I still I feel like. 
he had the aesthetic look, but I'm a mass monster type person that that like turns me on. And so it just, it just goes hand in hand that Jay's been able to, um, transcend the sport and himself. And so that's what I would, that's what I, I mean, like, like watching his videos, I was just like, man, he's got it going on. Still does. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Like he, he's been able to walk away from the sport and, and you know, Knock on wood, he might die tomorrow. But, like, when you see him, you think, man, that dude is, like, he's still in great shape. He's still doing what he wants to do. And people still, like, he still looks better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, for so, sure. Jay, Cut- Jay Cutler would be my answer. Okay. Go ahead, Dusty. Ruley. I would Ruley. walk around as Ruley. <laughs> he's, he's just a fucking freak. <laughs> I, I just I, I would just walk around and, and with my triceps out everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like like I, I literally he's probably my favorite freak currently, and I wish he'd get back to nailing it. But I mean, there's a guy who in person he's also one that when you see him in like a jacket, he looks big. Then he takes the jacket off, you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Even when you know it's there, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, that would that would be my choice if I could if I was going to look like anyone's physique and walk around to be ruler. You guys remember? I, you remember earlier in the season? I can't remember who it was. There was a two twelve guy. He was a black guy, and we, nobody could remember his name. But everybody was like, "The guy with the big dick." <laughs> oh, he's from here. Okay, I'd be him. Is, um, I'd be him. <laughs> and I. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I, somehow, I somehow missed this whole thing. I haven't been watching any of the podcasts that discuss this topic. We'll have to lie. I'm just you sitting here dick. stunned. You've looked at the picture. What, what was his name? Tur- What's his name, Turner? His name is. Uh, he goes by Flex Diesel or Flex. Yeah, Flex Diesel. His name is uh, De- Detrick Lewis. He's yeah. From, he trains in. He trains. He's in Middle Tennessee here. Yeah, he's got a good physique, but I just quit bodybuilding. <laughs> get into. I heard they started doing porn again on uh, OnlyFans. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Could man. you imagine how big That's it so would funny. look if if he quit training the legs? Yeah, yeah. He would be up there. He would be like. He could go pro in porn if he wanted to. Let's just say that. Right. But no. physique wise, I'd say you know what? I like Danny Padilla, but I wouldn't want to be that short. So uh, maybe, you know what, Jay Cutler's a good one, but still, man, that's like a lot of muscle to walk around with and live with every day. Plus, he was my bodybuilder. Like, I did, you know, state-level shows and stuff, and then I went to the Arnold, and I met him, and he put his arm around me to take a picture, and I'll tell you what, man, I so much sweat. Like, sweat just on me from him. Like, all my entire arm, shoulder covered in sweat. So I know I'd have to walk around like that all day, so I'd have a tough time with Jay. He's running uh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with, I'll go with, with uh, you know what, Munzer, because he was just so freaky. <laughs> oh shit! So I I thought about this question because all my favorite bodybuilders are like you know five seven to five ten, and I've always kind of enjoyed being six foot one. Hmm. Like there's been some things in life where I was like very happy I was six foot one, and you know I like being a tall guy, and I I don't know if I would want to go to like five nine or I don't know. I just always liked being tall, so I'm thinking. God damn. 
Gunter Schrelerkamp from the 2002 Olympia. It's a big dude. Yeah. Was a big <laughs> fucking dude, man. And looked good in clothing. Like he looked like his shoulders were five feet wide and his waist was, you know, foot and a half wide. And He's a good looking he dude. Towered over everybody. Looks like a model. It's like a Swedish model yeah. or a German model. And um, he had a nice physique and the most muscular that year. Unbelievable. And he had calves, you know, he had calves. I always wanted calves. I was going get them one too. way or another. You know, um, I thought about Dennis Wolf. Oh, but shit. I want sure. But I want giant calves. No calves. Yeah. And Gunter had bigger calves. Plus. So I don't know. We're in there. We're in that zone. Dennis or Gunter. And they're both German. I don't know why. It just seems weird. There you go. And, and you, and you, and well, you Dennis to is kind of Russian. Size. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I said you refuse to walk away from size, too. You're like, man, yeah, I'm like, I don't care if I'm huge. uncomfortable. I'm already uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gunter, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun physique to walk around with because everyone, because you got everybody on everything. Like you walk into a room and not only are you huge, but you look extra ridiculous to the average person because you're 6'1". Yeah. So you yes. just look like ultra nuts, you know? So I saw a Gunter guest pose um, like a month after that Olympia. So the 2002 Olympia, and then he went mm -hmm. and beat Ronnie at the GNC. Right. And then Master. he came and then he came to Canada and did a guest posing like a couple weeks after that. So he was just absolutely mind boggling, humongous and lean from doing two shows, fresh off the win over Ronnie. And he's walking around the crowd like he got off the stage and he was like walking through the aisles like flexing and it was you know and i was a big guy at that point like i was you know i'd hit 300 and i was just sitting and sitting there just looking at him like what the fuck you know so something else <laughs> you, know that you know what that reminded me of ron one of my probably like my third or fourth trip to the arnold you know when you walk in to like into the doors of the arnold and then everyone's there there was a guy in front of me who obviously had never been before, and he was in his stringer tank, and he had his ILS going as wide as he could, and he rounded the corner. I remember because it was right behind him. I'm, the whole time, I'm like, this guy has no idea what he's getting into. And he comes around the corner, and his right at the other side of the corner, just standing there, was Tony Freeman. <laughs> and he also was in a tank top. <laughs> and it's like, you know, his head and then cannonballs for shoulders and yeah. cannonballs for triceps. And what's Tony, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? Well, he's, I mean, he's a big dude. Six, I mean, he's just a giant. And I remember just watching the guy's arms drop. <laughs> I think his weekend might have ended. He might have went home immediately. I was like. <laughs> he turned into a normal guy in a tank top real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not in Kansas anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we had you for an hour, Turner. Over an hour. No problem. Dude, was it a huge pain in the ass? You know, you could tell us right now. You could be honest trying to get my schedule to fit you guys schedule no it was great man. i'm glad to be on here i'm glad to, i'm glad to talk to some guys that really get it like i or i get it get it like i get it so yeah 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 um no we appreciate it you know uh it, it there's there's some coaches out there that we're really happy to have on because we feel like they're you know uh pushing uh keeping the old school alive with uh, the spirit of of what it was all about for us when we started you know it wasn't about filming ourselves or or getting the uh accolades of anyone it was because we just for some reason wanted to be fucking freaks and yeah. get huge and get strong and get nutty looking and 
it's it's still funny to think back to what like why we actually gravitated towards bodybuilding you know and uh the love of the training it's the root of every guest we've had on this show yeah (laughs) absolutely you know so much appreciated man what's uh what what does the future hold for you where are you going to be at the olympia you're going to go to the arnold what's going on no i probably won't be in any of those this year um I'm gonna take this year off from tra- or from competing and just focus on putting on uh, more size and just we got some businesses we're trying to get off the ground and I mean really like I said bodybuilding is still a very huge priority for me but now it's it's so much about like it's so much about like balancing all my time for for everything I want to give everything a hundred percent but when you start giving this 70% and this 70% and then everything just kind of starts to like fizzle and not really continue to progress. So I'm, uh, my plate's full and I still love bodybuilding more than ever. And I'm still going to get my pro card at nationals when I, when I do get it, um, I'll be there 2022. So, um, like I said, this, this year we're just going to keep putting on size and traveling and, uh, doing the best we can all, all around. Nice. Okay. So remember, if you see Turner, go up to him and bug him. Tell him he's famous. Bug him. In the middle of my workout. <laughs> it's, and go put, a, go put a dry shirt on and then go ask him a question. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. You're going to be like, don't do that. Don't okay. do that. If you come okay. in something wet, I'll, I'll answer any question you got. <laughs> okay. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on, Turner. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it all.